level. AP-5, step away from that droid! Level. Base. Um, what, what exactly is happening? That thing's some kind of Imperial recon droid. Level. Base. Identified. Get away from it! What's it doing? Designation. Imperial. Infiltrator. Droid. EXD-9. Forceketeers, and welcome to another episode of Ghost Stories, a Rebels podcast. I am your host, Spectre 7, and joining me as always are Spectres 8 and 9. You guys hey. ready? Yeah. We're ready. Okay, so Warhead episode. I forgot what episode this was. Episode 12 <laughs> of season 3. Official description, a new droid arrives at the Rebel base, but it is not what it appears to be. Now, right off the bat, not not probably probably not the f- biggest plot-heavy episode in terms of what it's adding to the overall story. But it did advance the plot at least a little bit. It did. It, it and- does. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said that there's no there's really no filler episodes in rebels. Like everything is building towards something. So this is kind of, you know, in the long game that they keep saying they're playing, this is definitely something that's going to add up there because as we learned at the end of the episode, you know, things happen. Yeah. People find out things. And that was the tricky thing about this episode was that I think I almost chalked it up to, to being a filler episode. There's lots of comedy. There's Zeb, there's, the droids, and then you know the little twist at the end with um, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he kind of just narrowed down the you know how he's going to find the rebels. A little primitive, but it worked. And uh, I, I I just want to say out loud that this was not a filler episode. This definitely had some some plot points that's going to help us in the future. Yeah, I, I I'm worried about our fulcrum. To be honest, I think he. I personally think he's already been found out, but the walls are closing in. Yeah. I also, I also actually enjoyed this episode having it focus on like Zeb and some of, you know, the droids. Cause Zeb doesn't always get his own plots all the time. And it was kind of fun to see him being left off and having to navigate and think instead of just being the muscle. He, he did seem though a little dumber at the beginning. Like, it was a pretty big mistake bringing the droid <laughs> in. Like, yeah, you know, like they he knows that this is like an abandoned planet, like nobody else is here but them. Yeah, because they've been here a while. So it's like for him to just kind of drag a <laughs> random droid that he found like. Mm, yeah, but like I like that. that there's consequences to his decision. Mm hmm. Uh, well, yeah, no, like there's definitely consequences to his decision, but it's just it, you you would think Rex is smarter than that. Yeah, it was a, it was a good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of agree here with you, Mike. It's just ah, oh, that was so dumb just because something's shiny. You <laughs> I know thought the I mean? droid looked cool, though. <laughs> well, the droid no. was was pretty cool because uh, if you watched Rebels Recon, it's actually based off of the Ralph McQuarrie art. Yeah, so it's a, it's based off like the original concept art for uh, 3PO. 
3PO, yeah. So like kind of like how Chopper is based off of like some early R2 concept art. Um one thing that I thought was kind of cool was in that Rebels Recon, Dave Filoni said like just with the timing if he had known about it and thought about it ahead of time, he would have made the droid, the infiltration droid look like K2 or just be one of those kind of imperial oh, droids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised he actually said that. Um, not I, although the idea was amazing, I, I I think I would have loved that a little bit more. Uh, but I, I was surprised that he was so honest about it. Yeah, I mean, but that's like that's the cool thing about Dave Filoni is that he'll he seems to be the kind of guy who like will kind of admit when he missed out on an idea or like want like when he thinks something is really cool. Yeah. So but, I think like. Sorry, go ahead. No, good. Oh, I was going to say, but the cool thought was uh, that the the infiltrator droid, based off Ralph McQuarrie art, and then if you take Zeb, who's also b- based off of what Chewie was supposed to look like, it's like Chewie and 3PO fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I've Several podcasts have pointed that out, and I thought that was, like, so genius. <laughs> no, well, yeah. you know... I guess then it's it's kind of poetic just as the Zeb gets his butt handed to him the first couple times since, you know, church, poor C-3PO was in pieces hanging out on Chewie's back. <laughs> but it did. It was kind of cool, like seeing how like going back to the beginning, like how Thrawn was launching the droids in mm-hmm. their little escape pods, like is very reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back. So great. And the, and even the music was was very similar. Yeah, and it and it feels like it's it it feels a lot like it's uh Imperial Protocol. Like we've see we see Thrawn doing it, we see them doing it in in Empire. So it it just seems like that's like kind of the thing to do. Right. Although the uh I guess a little bit of the background for the infiltrator droid is that they were faulty, uh so they weren't supposed to use them but Thrawn advancing his own his own agenda you know uh, kind of sending out these droids was more a thrawn thing than an empire thing one other thing they also pointed out was that it was illegal to have uh bombs inside of the droid <laughs> the warheads yeah yeah so like the droid the droid is the you know titular warhead that's mentioned in the title so i mean yeah like that's something going back to the clone wars is that like there's kind of a droid phobia in the Republic and the empire specifically because of the clone wars. And a lot of that's, that's where a lot of droids are kind of looked down upon and how it's kind of how they become second class citizens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of bred. They kind of like perpetuated that, that hatred and just the populace kind of ran with it, even though the droids you know, really just do the bidding of whoever's telling them to, what to do. I feel like so. any series is like that, though. Uh, like, specifically, I'm thinking Aliens um, with their their android. You know, uh, Ripley's, like, really pissed off that there's an android hey, because of the first... She, yeah, she has good reason. No, she has great reason. <laughs> I'm not... But it's just... It's one of those things where, like, people really kind of have second thoughts about droids and... Well, there have been, there've been four droids in five droid what four droids in aliens 
yeah, there have been four droids and aliens. Two of them have been good, and two of them have been bad. Yeah. So that's not a great track record. Though, you know, I I thought the Marines always, they didn't treat Bishop badly. They kind of, I think they just treated him like one of the guys. But I will say, like going back to your point, Mike, that I felt like I heard and heard tons of Star Wars fans' hearts just warm with that intro. <laughs> Because it, it was it was very reminiscent of Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back, and it was just like, ah, oh, yes, this is amazing. Yeah, and you know, going forward, like it's always great to see AP Five, and I love seeing. Love <laughs> I love AP Five, and I love seeing him and Chopper together because it's <laughs> it's kind of like they're the shows C three PO and R two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, any time that those two are together, like it's it's just great. Well, they just remind me a lot of the, especially they're a lot more sassy than C-3PO and R2. And they remind me a lot of the, the old men in the theater in the Muppets. <laughs> oh, yeah, Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> yeah, they remind me a lot of that. Because <laughs> they just really play off each other and like talk crap. <laughs> Dude, AP5's uh, sass was turned to 11 on this one, oh. though. It was perfect. <laughs> I just cracked up. Like every line he was throwing out there. So great. So good. No, I did like I did like you know when when uh, AP five was just kind of like whoa, and since Zeb's like what he's like you actually had an idea that's smart. <laughs> You're uh, what did he say? Something like oh you have those? <laughs> oh yeah, he's like I have, he's like I got an idea, and he's like oh you have those. <laughs> I like I like when the act the plan actually like uh, Zeb finally reveals another plan to get rid of the droid, send it back. And AP5 doesn't know what to say. He's yeah. all quiet. He's shocked. A droid is shocked that Zeb Aurelius actually had a good plan. No, I yeah. think that's a great plan. I just didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things I didn't like was, you know, uh, Zeb is in charge of the base. Like he's, he's the captain of the base when, uh, when everybody's not there. Mm-hmm. And we saw that there were other people there. And have seen other people there in other episodes even. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, it, it, it's not like the whole base went on this training mission. It was just the ghost crew. So Zeb could have grabbed anybody to help him with this droid. And, and somebody had to have seen his droid. He was firing his gun in the base. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and no one showed up and everybody just kind of hid out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, you know, obviously the ghost crew, most of them, except for Zeb and Chopper, uh, go on these training missions. The appearance of uh, Wedge and Hobby appearing in uh, A-Wing gear uh, kind of hints a little bit at Aftermath, um, where Wedge talks about, you know, his beginning missions being in A-Wing uh, missions. So that oh, was I kind of a cool that. little... Yeah little uh notch back to uh the book and once again tying in our, our canon yeah it was it was uh it, it, and stuff like that's like really cool so like we're getting closer to like that reveal of when he said he was in love with somebody and the empire took her away and you know it's just fanon but like wedge and sabine would be kind of cool yeah yeah and I've now, seen there's been a, a recent theory that one of my friends had posted about sabine and ezra <laughs> being raised parents we're still getting raised parents theories they're all over the place 
Ezra could just have, and Sabine. Did you just say that? Yeah, someone someone had thrown that around, but they were also under. They also thought Sabine was Satine's daughter, which obviously is not true. Yeah, they, but, I I don't even want to talk Ray theories. Oh, I know, but I was thinking like Sabine. They haven't thrown out Sabine and Wedge. <laughs> no, no, Sabine and Wedge has been thrown out since no, he, no, since mean, he said he, that line. No, I mean as their parents. Oh, I'm but I'm, just throw that one on the pile. Gotcha. <laughs> Now, did it seem like this infiltrator droid was, it seemed like it was a little bit more, uh, I, I want to say, like, capable than the sentry droids that we saw in the Winkathu job? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, it almost seemed like this droid was definitely as good as some of the old commando units from the Clone Wars. Now, we've seen this type of protocol droid before in other Rebels episodes, so if you want to kind of play the, you know, the theory game here with this, like, are those infiltrator droids? Is it just this model? Is it because AP5 says it is an older model protocol droid. You know what I'm going to say, uh, Lindsay? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's because of Thrawn's. <laughs> yeah. That's why. <laughs> That's my excuse. <laughs> well, with the way that they transform and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if they just use an older model's looks. And then built that capability into them. So there's like the normal protocol droid that always looks that way. And then there's this subsector, this subsection of them that were infiltrator droids that were built to look like that. That never trigger unless they, they have to. Yeah, like I, that makes the galaxy a scarier place. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they did enough world building like that. Like if we saw the if we saw those droids in the background of a lot more shots. Mm-hmm. you know that that would be that would be kind of a cool easter egg like that those seeds have been planted all this time but i don't think we've seen this type of protocol droid since the first season yeah and especially even if they're older and they're going out of style especially i mean they're going out of mode you'd think that a lot of people who were on backwater you know planets would have them because if they needed, you know, if they needed protocol work, <laughs> but they would keep them a lot longer than the the empire would, and the empire would chuck them, and people would, you know, rebuild them. Well, yeah, we saw we saw it originally on Lothal, which is a backwater planet, you know, when it when they were getting on Star Tours. Yeah. So <laughs> Star Tours. It, it was Star Tours. It was with yeah, Captain Rex. <laughs> the yeah, real Captain, Captain Rex, Rex. Like yeah, Captain Rex, it was pretty much the same ship. And seating arrangements as starters, like <laughs> same <laughs> seats, even. <laughs> and in fact, in uh, Legends, Star Tours was uh, was canon to Legends back a long yeah. time ago. At least, not the ride, but the actual like corporation Star Tours. And in uh, Star Wars Galaxies, the MMO, there there was a quest where you f- uh, you were on Dathomir. And there, you ran across a crash survivor, and they were running from like a crash star tour ship. And the survivor's <laughs> like, the droid just kept saying it was his first time. It was his first time. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, I just that was always one of my favorite little things. <laughs> um, now, another cool thing I I saw was uh, when we saw that shot at the bottom of Thrawn's star destroyer. Yeah. I love like, that. He had that cool artwork on it. Does that mean he's on the Chimera? 
I mean, that was his old ship, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And so, I mean, the the artwork was very reminiscent of um, like kind of Greek, like writing, and mm-hmm. so I, it it made me think that oh, I think he's on the Chimera, and uh, in Legends, I think even the Chimera. Wait, has it been confirmed in canon that the Chimera was even in the Battle of Endor as well? Not in not in the le- new one. only in Legends, well, because- right? Well, because we don't know how far Thrawn's going to go after Rebels, so... Right. Like, his Star Destroyer may be blown up in this show. Oh. But, yeah, I I, I noticed it right away. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, I get ya. Yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> another thing I thought was funny... Uh, the cool thing about the, the plot about, like, why... Zeb, once they found out that it was an infiltrator droid, like why they didn't just blow it up, I thought it was really interesting that it had to report back to Imperial High Command or else like the Empire would go looking for the one droid and like you would automatically give away your position. Hmm. So like but that I makes thought, I think that makes sense though. Well no, it makes perfect yeah. it makes perfect sense. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I oh, loved yeah. that. It, 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 uh, the one thing I think this episode really did is it's starting to feel like the walls are closing in on the rebels. It's just starting. And yeah. I feel like this droid really made it feel that way because there was no win-win situation. While the Empire kind of lost a Star Destroyer, Thrawn kind of won a battle here. you know, And the rebels won their victory here by blowing up a Star Destroyer. But they don't, and, but they don't even realize that they've I don't think they realize to the extent that that traps closing on them. Yeah. No, I think I think they do by the end of the episode. If if not like Hera's got to at least be the one to put this together. Mhm. Because they I mean they know what kind of you know droid this is and that's what bugged me too about Zeb at the end is like he didn't tell Hera what the problem was. Like fulcrum had to kind of give it away right like like zeb like you're a better officer than this yeah you know i wanted to kind of go back on uh what you were saying about the the droid uh mike Mm -hmm. uh the one thing i did love about this droid uh was the voice and the reason why i liked it so much was chopper ap5 r2d2 c3po all these like droids have souls this one was just cold, calculated. It was all machine. They didn't give it a soul, no personality, no nothing. It was just like rebels base, you know. And then it would just go into like sentry mode. I love that. Was- See, yeah, I I got that from like I thought it had been damaged, like it it had that dent in its head from fighting the spiders. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that was another thing, like. <laughs> Zeb comes up on those two dead spiders and this little droid sandwiched in between them and like that didn't trigger any like oh I should be careful about this it makes sense uh, Zeb and I, it was it was by the way just really stupid of Zeb but Zeb is also trying to prove that he can watch over uh, you know chopper base and, and got a little overzealous so much that like he's not thinking about just you know smashing buckets as he calls it but it it, it made sense to me for for zeb's character it was it was kind of pivotal for him to 
to kind of start thinking now. You can't mm-hmm. just be the muscle anymore. And it was a dumb move, dumb move, but we we all moved the plot it. forward. It did. <laughs> which is sometimes sometimes things have to happen because plot plot happens. which is not that's yeah and that's not a good reason for plot to ha- you know for characterization but some sadly that's the way it goes is sometimes why did they act that way because plot i guess but i'm, I'm not <laughs> condoning it i'm just saying yeah it, no i know it's oh, just God. it's just one of those things like you, they built him up last season you know you know he, he you know we know he's captain of the Lasat honor guard like we know he's a military mind but when he makes slip ups like this, it's like it's kind of annoying to see him take like take a hit like that to his character. And like you, some people would say like, oh, like it's for the plot. It's like, no, like <laughs> I don't I don't buy that. I just remembered, by the way, uh, Zeb's original plan uh, for capturing the droid. And when AP5 answered, oh, you're capable of having ideas was Zeb was like, I'm going to jump on the droid, the infiltrator droid. <laughs> and he's like, that's your plan? Jumping on a droid and holding him? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying that originally he was like, he just wanted them to shoot near all the bombs. <laughs> so, yeah, it he was acting exceedingly dumb in certain parts, which is not, he's not the brightest character, but he's not that unthinking. So other than that, like this was a pretty straightforward plot. Like we got by the time we get to the end of the episode, you know, we see, like we said, Thrawn's narrowed down from thousands of systems to he said ninety four. Like that's a huge jump in yeah. <laughs> in the locations that he has to check. So I, I mean, I mean, it, it would be kind of cool to see like in the next couple episodes, if he's gonna, you know, bring the fight to Adelon or Atolan, how did they pronounce it? They pronounced it weird in this episode. I don't remember how he pronounced it. Was it Thrawn that pronounced it? Cause he usually pronounces things. Probably. Wrong. Yeah. But it's like, they, uh, like we've been calling the planet Adelon. Um, he, I think he pronounced it Atolan. Yeah. Which <laughs> that's, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's spelled that way, you know, Mm-hmm. Got well, no and, problem with that. Yeah, I was also really happy to see more of Fulcrum of Agent Callus, and I don't. I just, I I have been enjoying him. It was great to see him. You know, actually, you know, sending them more messages. And I don't think things are going to be going very well for him in the near future. So, especially if he tries to reach out again to warn them, but. It'll it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Fulcrum and possibly Thrawn. I think it would be hilarious if they got all the way to the end and Thrawn thinks it's Price <laughs> or like or Constantine and mm-hmm. not and not Callus. Yeah, that would be actually interesting to see. Like if he made that one error, he guessed the wrong person, and he's not infallible. I mean, he makes mistakes. It would be nice to see him make some sort of mistake, which he really hasn't. He hasn't made any. He's been kind of the all-knowing, ultra-planning character, which he always was. But he is not infallible. So that I like that idea, Mike. Or uh, yeah. if he goes after Captain Brunson again. Kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just totally kidding. 
All right. Well, Ernie, any closing thoughts then for this one? Uh, you know what? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a kind of a uh, a different episode in the sense where I thought it was going to be filler, but I sat there laughing. I thought it was great uh, in that sense. I love the sass between Zeb and and AP five and the droid um, chopper. Uh, but other than that, it wasn't like plot heavy. Just, it, it did make sense that it is advancing our plot, and you're kind of seeing Thrawn start to move in. Um, but other than that, it wasn't it wasn't that much to talk about except for the little nods here and there that we got in the episode. And I was pretty pretty pleased with the episode at least. So yeah, uh, that's you said basically everything that I felt about it. I actually laughed quite a bit in this episode. I really enjoyed the humor of it. Well, I did too, and we'll see if any of that carries over into the next episode, Trials of the Darksaber, which uh, seems like it's going to be starting our little Mandalorian two-parter here. Finally. Yeah, I'm excited. So, to help recruit her people to join the Rebels, Sabine reluctantly agrees to learn to wield an ancient Mandalorian weapon, but finds the challenge more difficult than expected. But... Like I said, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Ghost Stories. Uh, if you guys want to talk to us and let us know anything that we've missed, please, you know, shoot us a tweet at Ghost Stories Pod on Twitter. If you guys want to talk to us individually, you could hit me up at It's the Rocketeer. That's I T S the Rocketeer. Spectre Eight. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Betty B E T T I E Bloodshed, or on Twitter at SDCC Nerds Attack. And Inspector Nine. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Yeah Buddy Ernie. You can also check out Ernie and I on the other show we do here on Random Chatter called The Retro Convo. And the other new show that just launched with Lindsay and I and Chris McGuffin called Force Chatter. It's going to be a new kind of discussion, just kind of all Star Wars. But uh, definitely let us know what you think of that one. Uh, the pilot episode just launched. There's a little bit of a sound issue. Uh, but uh, hopefully episode two will go a lot smoother than episode <laughs> one. Even though episode one was not smooth, it was a great episode. You guys brought up some great points, and I felt like I was right there with you. Aw, thanks. But there's also a ton of other shows here to check out on the Random Chatter Network, including Echo Base, Random Chatter, Outer Rim, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Case Files, Green Justice, and Scarlet Velocity. And coming up, I think probably in the next two weeks, the Expanse uh, podcast will also be dropping. That's right. And also the Cordcast, which is the music show here on Random Chatter. But all of that can be found at randomchatter.com. But until then, guys, until next time, we'll catch you later. Later.